Hey guys, welcome back to Cultured Views. This week on self-care, we're going to be talking about washing up your areas, right? So your pom-pom, your buddy, your cocky, your pee-wee, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> talking about your hygiene, right? So Anna and I were kind of talking last time, you know, about just washing your ass, right? And not waiting a week to do so. Which I hope some of you all have. Right? Because it's, it's been about a week since we popped. It has been about a week. It's, it's, it's been, been about, about a week. About at least seven showers once a day. Hallelujah and praise God. Please. <laughs> please. It's been, and it's been super hot outside as well too. So oh my gosh. 100 degrees night, you should be feeling disgusting that you want to take a shower. Mind you guys, we are in Florida. I'm not sure where the rest of you guys are, but down here... It's hotter than Satan's house. Literally. Literally. I don't want to know how his house really feels, but it's damn near this this close. I imagine it to be as as bad as this. But I have been seeing in some places, like in Canada, it's been snowing Mm -hmm. in the middle of fucking April. I don't understand. It's like the global warming crash. You know, I was just going to say that. It's global warming (laughs) at its finest. I don't care what y'all say, but it's global warming. Okay. Listen, before even before we jump in, because we just we just always converse. That's what we do on Culture Views, right? We just talk about stuff. Talking <laughs> about freaking global warming. I have a video. I'm gonna send it to Anna after. Sorry guys, maybe when we get onto video, you guys can see it. It was raining yesterday. No, when Thursday when we moved in, and right outside, like the little mulch area. As the drops, like the raindrops were falling, smoke was coming up. What? Yo, I I was like, no, no, no. I was like, no, no. Cream's like, that's how hot the ground is. I had to literally go over because I'm like, no, maybe like a cigarette is burning. And I moved everything and it was just smoking. I'm going to send you a video. Crazy. The shit was crazy. It was crazy. All right. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> so. You digress. Washing up your pom pom, right? So, um when i was growing up they called it miss sally you know did you wash up miss sally go and wash up miss sally you know and i'm just like oh man i gotta wash her down you know but yeah my i don't know like the routine of bathing you know down in that area first of all everybody should know especially at our ages that like um anna's brother said we have like a self-cleaning oven right yes so, so it does self-clean however there is like a spectrum. You can't be on the side where, cause I do, there's some women who are like, it's self clean. So I don't, I don't need to do yeah. nothing. And I mean, if you got it like that, fabulous. Fabulous. Know? But, but there's going to come a point in your life where life smacks you in the face. <laughs> and you got to know these things. Yes. You have to know how to take care of it the right way. Exactly. And not by just, you know, Google doesn't always solve everything. You need to need to consult with your doctors for a lot of these things. These quick remedies that you see online, and that's that's not the proper way. No, that's like yes, a quick you get fix. Some answers, but you know. Yeah, definitely a quick fix. And I think, you know, especially um when you start, of course, having sex, those are other things that can mess up your pH balance, which means you need to clean it absolutely for Wash men and women yes might. yes i think it's easier um i feel like it's easier for a man to kind of wash their stuff because it's right there and it's outside of their body 
and they can just do what they need to do. But right. for us, you know, we can't shove soap up there. It just, you cannot do that. Absolutely not. You know what I'm saying? Because that would just mess up your entire balance, which then even leads to other stuff, right? Bacteria growing or um, yeast infections or urinary tract infections, you know? So you have to make sure that you're cleaning it and doing it properly instead of just, oh, I can just rinse myself out and everything is fine. You know what I right. mean? right. So, as far as products go, I know that Summer's Eve tends to be a big one that everybody's always trying to use, or um, Vagisil. Um, um, are there any other ones? I just there's one that I have come across called Hydrosol. Oh, Hydrosol. Yep. So okay. There's, there's a number of different, you know. Um, quote-unquote feminine washes Mm -hmm. you know but like we said that doesn't always work for everybody right so you might try a feminine wash and be like yo what the fuck exactly it's completely thrown all the way off exactly or you have more or you may be trying to get rid of you know first of all like you said google may not have all of your answers necessarily right but it's good for us to know what different odors are, you know, whether it's something that is needing to have medical attention or if it's something that, okay, I could just do on my own using natural things that you have, you know, but understanding our pH balance or our body overall, we're going to get a little nerdy and scientific with everybody, but your pH balance, um, it's the acidity within your body, right? So it's also the acidity within your vagina, which helps it to self-clean. And if your pH balance itself is completely off, right? If it's like at a nine, when it should be at a seven, you're going to have really, really bad odor, right? Or if it's really, really low and it's at a two or three, you may have a very subtle odor, uh, maybe even the discharge and stuff, but all of those things can be, um, kind of prevented if you're knowing how to cleanse your own body. My, my pH balance down there is not the same as Anna's, right? Anna's is not the same as mine. And that's like the first thing everybody has to kind of understand. So like Anna said, certain stuff is not going to work for us, you know? Right. Right. And please let us know. Cause like, just how we're talking about feminine washes, I have never heard of or come across or seen a commercial for a men's quote unquote, wash area (laughs) I guess you could say you know I've never across that I've never heard of that so I'm not even sure you know if that exists from a simple search you know I I haven't come across anything for us there's so many products for women out there but men you also need to you know take the time to clean your shit right right take some soap and not you know like we were saying before you have to know what soaps work for you. The liquid soap versus the bar soap, right, you know? Right. They say the perfume soaps are not good for the genital areas. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. make sure you have a bar soap or some kind of soap that's unscented that you can wash up down there with. Exactly. But just like how we can have a scent, y'all can have a scent as well. Oh, of then course. You can absolutely have a scent and you can absolutely have discharge. Oh, please. If you see something that is not right, Please don't go stick your little lolly, your ding dong, your buddy, or whatever you want to call it. Take the time to look at it and, and recognize, okay, something must be wrong. Right. What should I do? Right. You know? Right. Don't just disregard it and, and go and do whatever because you know everything. 
Yes. And you did a little Google search and Google says that you're not dying. Right. And that's all you did. Oh, it's just a little bump on the right side and it just, oh, just kind of just heal it and rub it down. No, 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 no. Please, like Anna said, if, if you, okay, if you're going to go and do your business, like Anna said last time, wrap it up. Wrap the yeah. shit up. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Because it is down, you know, further down the line, you're also kind of putting that person in jeopardy because you may have, first of all, if I'm not mistaken, herpes does not show up on men as quickly as it does on women. So a guy could not even necessarily be showing that he has herpes down there or anywhere. You can, you can absolutely transmit it without having an, that's absolutely possible. Right. Without even showing it, you could trans, trans, you know, transmit it to somebody. Mm-hmm. So being careful, cleaning yourself. And, and when we say even the cleanliness of, uh, soaps and stuff like that, we also have to be careful in the sense of who we're around and who we allow to enter our bodies right Correct. because if i know that you not bathe that often and you probably have stink and stains in your drawers and now you're coming to my house and i allow you to spread equal you know what i'm saying now i've right. kind of said to myself okay then i can't be just as clean you know because you need to shower you need to have things that are cleaning you but I also have never seen soap for men, right? And I don't know, you know, you made a, a, a good point as, as women, we have so many things that sometimes it's like, do we have a lot of things because we're just foolish to buy all of these things, right? Or is it the sense that we do more for ourselves, whereas men just take anything they see, soap, conditioner, anything, and just throw it on them body and just rinse off. All right. They don't take the time. But I also believe, too, that we just have more issues that can arise down there True. because of the anatomy of True. a girl's genital area True. versus a guy's own. Mm-hmm. So for guys, y'all have the easy fucking way out. Mm-hmm. Lucky y'all. <laughs> you know? But for us, we got to go through a little bit more. So, you know, have understanding with your girls or your, you know, those people that you are dealing with sexually. If things like this start to arise, be open, communicate, talk about it because exactly. it's important. You also need to get to know your area down there. Mm-hmm. Look at yourself regularly, mm-hmm. guys. Like That's all a part of overall health. Right. You need to know what something looks like so that if something does not look right, you know. Exactly. You've been looking at yourself. Exactly. And don't be ashamed. You know what I mean? I mean, when you're growing up and, and, and especially for us, for even boys, when we're going through puberty and things are changing down there and, you know, as girls, you know, we're starting our period or necessarily something like that. Like Anna said, it's good for you to be familiar with your own body. You need to know what it looks like, you know, even though it might be a little frightening to do it and i mean my god if you're over 21 years old and you haven't looked down there with a mirror and spread yourself to see what's going on in your area you need to do that it's it's necessary for you to do it you know like i said men's stuff is outside of their body they can clearly just pee pee and look but for Mm -hmm. us we have to do more yeah we may look crazy exactly so speaking about that right and understanding down there um And please, everybody who's listening, who has chimed in before, you know, douching, okay, which is something that I explained to Anna that I did not know what it was until I was a good 23, maybe 24 years old. And I was like, 
what is this? You know, and I'm Googling it and I'm trying to figure out. And to be honest on Google, you know, it said it's something just to clean yourself. It's just like a water and base with something and you're supposed to shoot it up and it disinfect inside. It was just too much going on, to be honest. You know what I mean? And, um, but when I asked my mom, she's like, no, 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 no. She's like, don't, don't do anything like that. Don't do it because, um, it's not good for you. You know, again, messing up with your pH balance, you know what I'm saying? So have you ever heard of douching or have you yourself known somebody like, you know, like what, what's your take on that, Anna? I personally have not done it, but I've heard of it. You know, I believe that a lot of island women from what I've been around, they, they do this, but it's mainly the older women that I know that are doing this. I'm, I haven't come across anybody around, you know, my age, which is, which is 28 or, you know, 27, 26, in, in our 20s or early 30s, I have not come across many women or I should say any woman mm-hmm. at all that, that does that. You know, and guys, do do guys douche? Right. It's just mainly a woman thing. Exactly. Is there something that the men, I don't know, kind of pour on it or, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Funny enough, I did have somebody tell me once that they needed hydrogen peroxide to clean their pee-pee. Interesting. After sex. folks. Yeah. (laughs) I thought that was read anything from any medical, nothing. No, I've never heard that. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a little like over the top hydrogen peroxide to me. Yes. It cleans, you know, I I mean, I clean it. You can clean it to get blood off of certain things, off of clothing. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Piercing or something like that. Exactly. you know, you should be bathing after sex. You should be bathing after sex. You know, we know shit happens sometimes. You come in late, you're a little drunk or whatever. That's, you know, but you shower in the morning. In the morning, it, right? Exactly. That is also a part. And not just women. Again, hello, not just women. Men get in the shower and bathe too. Yes. Please. Because you have to do that. All these liquids that are transferring, you know, stuff from from condoms and all kind mm-hmm. of stuff. You need to bathe. It's all a part of your overall genital health. Yes, and it's definitely. I mean, ju- I mean, the funniest thing right now we're talking about washing yourself and things like that. And amidst the this COVID coronavirus, that they're clearly saying to you, like, wash your hands consistently, take a shower, make sure. Nobody should have to tell people. We talked about this last time, right? There's right. no need for it. it. It seems to be common sense that we said, obviously it's not common, but if you're going out into the world and you're mixing around with people and you're coming back home and you're not bathing or, you know, you're not doing some type of spray down or whatever you need to do before you enter your home or cleaning it, you know, you're kind of just adding to the bacteria within your household, you know? Um, we won't jump into the fact that you should all clean your house and make sure you guys have that clean, but that's a whole other subject. Cause if you don't clean right. your backside and your front side, you probably don't clean your household either. Another thing, too, that goes along with this health, you shouldn't be, I know we kind of digressed a little bit here, but you shouldn't be laying in your bed with outside clothes. Oh, my God. 
there are studies on this of how much bacteria and stuff are on from when you go out all and about places. Don't go home and jump in your bed with the outside clothes on. Let me tell you something. Change your clothes. Speaking about outside clothes, right? Because we're such a cultured views, and for anybody who's American that's listening, I'm going to just <laughs> we're gonna have a whole term d- definition of stuff. But just so you guys understand. The term outside clothes, okay, is just clothes <laughs> that you wear on the road going outside of your home. We then have house clothes, right? And our right. house clothes are what we wear around the house. Absolutely. And then you have your PJs and going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Those are three different things that we have. But you're absolutely right. You know, it's almost like, you know, not even, we don't even wear we don't even wear our house clothes into our bed. You know what I'm saying? Because you take a shower, you put your pajamas on. Now, again, I'm not going to lie. There are moments where I've come home from carnival week and I'm drunk, but guess what? I'm going to be honest with you. Sometimes I'll just sleep on the floor with a blanket. That's what I do. Because I'm like, I'm not going into my bed because I don't have to wash all of them sheets there. So I'll just lay on the floor. You get what I'm saying? To protect your bed right Absolutely. cleaning things but like you said we did digress we didn't mean to yes okay but- <laughs> so we're cleaning it back in you know back to our overall health topic yes that's just you need to wash yourselves that's the bottom line do yeah. some research get to know yourself you know um take the time to 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 just practice good health right Right. And that's, you know, on top of everything, you know, we, we didn't really mention too, too much about this, but you know, you should be brushing your teeth. Um, (laughs) I I don't know why it seems to be, um, not a thing anymore. You know, I don't, I don't know. It used to be a big thing. You had 60 seconds and the kids would brush their teeth and everybody, oh "Oh my gosh, she's probably had a stand timer for that. Uh, You know what I'm saying? I used to have a little stand timer. It was like yellow and white and you press the top and it would go and you'd like, wait now everybody's just like oh what just because listen just because a dentist is available and you can go to the dentist to fix cavities and uh, you still you have to think about your gums they cannot replace the gums you once you lose your gums your teeth are gone the dentures the the veneers can't hold in a place because you don't have no gums no more exactly you don't, you're going to be a crackhead on the side of the street with one tooth in because you don't want to brush your teeth growing up. Brush you know what I'm saying? Floss your teeth all of the above. Everything. All of the above. All right, guys. And now we are back with our gap seed of the day. Today's gap seed will be related to our genital health. However, we will be talking about how that correlates with circumcisions for both male and female. Mm-hmm. It's pretty so that's weird. A, that's that's a tough one because you know um, we're we're getting to that age now where we're thinking about having kids mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know with a certain gender mainly males mm-hmm. that is a very common thing right. when i've worked at an OBGYN office i would say 90 98% of the patients there had their that had males had their son circumcised 
98%. It was very rare that you would get a parent in there or a like, couple no. that was like, nah. Yeah. And mainly it was the dad was not circumcised and mm. they decided not to have that for their son. But right. you know, we, we know that circumcisions could be tied to religious aspects. Right, right. And it can just also just be, you know, just a tradition. Uh, it's a cosmeto- is a cosmological is that, am I Cosme- that right? a cosmetic surgery yeah <laughs> you know I was trying to get out the cosme- it's a cosmetic surgical surgical surgery yes technically yes technically speaking technically. so I, I don't know what do you think about that and then we can get into you know female circumcisions or how you know they they're saying it's genital mutilation but is it genital mutilation for males as well exactly and i think that that's what you know as we were doing our research you know i just want you guys to know that we research before we come on here so we're not just talking shit so <laughs> we were researching it and and you know and i was kind of looking up um circumcision and stuff and and for for males and then i you know i looked up the circumcision for women and i kind of was a little bit taken aback because just like you know just like you said it's a cosmetic surgery you know what i'm saying it's not it's not something that's medically necessary it's not something that if you don't do it or if you do do it your health is going to be in different places because for females it's the same exact procedure, right? Literally the same procedure. It's the definition for removing it is just to remove the partial external female, which is the same thing with circumcision, which is external skin from right. the boy's penis. Um, and they're saying that, you know, it's mutilation when it's a female, right? Because they just cut the, the clitoris off, just in case we're not talking about the, 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 the whole vagina, just the right. clitoris part of it. Um, so now I don't really know how I feel because I've always kind of been raised, especially in a Christian home that, you know, circumcision is just what you're supposed to do when you have a boy, you circumcise it. Um, but then you have now, now that I know both sides, it's like, okay, well, if I have a girl, if I'm going to circumcise my son, can I circumcise my daughter? You know right. what I'm saying? It, it, it's difficult in the sense because now we're learning that both of these these external pieces of our genital area um, is really not of health, like, alert no. or need. Because there are technically no medical reasons as to why a baby or a male should get a circumcision. Mind you, you can have a circumcision at any age. It's not just a baby. You can be 50 and have a circumcision. You could be 12 and have a circumcision. Right, right. I know my ex, you know, um, he he definitely explains, you know, he told me that he he wasn't circumcised and he made the choice that I think 13 or 14 to get it removed. And it was the most painful thing that he's ever gone through because, you know, they don't, put you to sleep they kind of numb the area and then cut and i can only imagine the amount of like anybody can from a baby a baby's genital area is obviously way smaller and to take off that skin versus when you're 14 you're in you're past puberty you're fully grown at this point and then to take the skin off like it's hard you know so so I, i you know people i want you guys to really answer you know if you are 
a boy and you are circumcised, whatever the question, you know, would you circumcise your baby boy or, or baby girl, or would you wait for them to have that, you know, choice, you know, would you say, okay, when you're 10 or 12, now you have the choice. Do you want to keep it? Do you want to remove it? You know what I'm saying? Because then it, it might just be a societal type of thing where society is telling you that this is what you need to do, mm-hmm. right? I know Anna had some statistics of certain places that um, are reasonings as to why people circumcised, right? Yeah, of course. And like we were talking about, you know, a, a lot of it has to do with religion. You know, we know that Jewish people, you know, I'm not exactly sure what the name, what it's called. I can't remember what it's called for um, the circumcise the baby boy in, in the Jewish culture. Oh, it was like brick brickda bricka brick malah or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. Please correct me if I'm wrong, but I know they do that on the eighth day that the baby is is alive or the the eighth day that it's been on the earth. Mm-hmm. And for you know Americans or Christianity, it is right after that baby is born, literally yeah. within a couple of hours. Yeah. You know, or maybe two days. There's a certain weight limit too for a baby to have a circumcision. Really? FYI, guys, I used to work at an OBGYN office, so <laughs> I know a lot of this stuff. But the baby cannot be over 10 pounds. If the baby is over 10 pounds, technically, it would be considered like a surgery because when the baby is less than 10 pounds, a doctor can do the circumcision in the office. Wow. Mm-hmm. Which then even kind of confirms even more that it's more of a cosmetic surgery rather than a health thing. Right. In Islam, for them, it's more of a, a recommended thing. It's not like you have to do it or anything. Same with Christianity. It's, a, it's an option. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas in Judaism, it's mentioned in, their book of, in the book of Genesis that God issues a command to Abraham that every male shall be circumcised. Wow. So that's that's pretty interesting to me. And, you know, I can see where religion can play a part in decision making or, you know, your views on this on the subject. Mm-hmm. But what if you're not Jewish? You know, what other cultures are there other cultures that that are, you know, it's based off of religion or it's, it's a tradition, it's tradition that was handed right. down or, you know, this is something that our family does. I, I don't know. It's a, I think I, it's a yeah. lot of traditional stuff, like you said. You know what I mean? Because um, even, even when I was reading about for the female um, mutilation part, they, first of all, they said o- over 200 million women have already had this done to them, right? And what made it interesting is the places. So it happens in Africa, Southeast Asia, and the Middle Eastern, right? So India is prevalently um, a place that does this, which <clears throat> kind of makes me think into their religion, right? Um, their religion of, of, of Hinduism is so many different religions underneath that, that it kind of makes it think, you know, it makes you think to yourself, like, is, you know, in India, is it more of, your traditional Indian culture that's doing this, or is it the actual religious of, you know, religions of Hinduism that are saying, you know, in their Bible, because I know when we were researching, you know, in the Quran for, for Muslims and Islams that it doesn't say it's not written that they should be circumcised, but the prophet is the one who kind of said, yes, Hey, this is what needs to happen. So 
it's hard to really kind of decide what's the correct thing to do because it's it's so much in 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 actuality it's so many different interpretations the right. prophet interpreted this quran some way but then i could read the quran and, and and say oh no you see it says the stick must be removed and that's the penis you know what i'm saying like so it's it's definitely hard to 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 kind of really really think and we're not here to judge or you know say anything but it was something that was interesting to us because we grew up in a Christian household that it was just, yeah, this is something that God said to do in a sense, you exactly. know, and now growing up later that, okay, it's more of a cosmetic thing. It's, it's, it's not, you know, because I used to grow up thinking that it was almost a deformity that she had extra skin because it wasn't supposed to be there. Interesting. You know what I mean? No, interesting. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy to, to kind of think about that. And then I know, you know, I, I've had conversations with, um, you know, some of my other cousins or, you know, their friends that, in, or even some of my girlfriends who have said, you know, they rather have someone who is not circumcised because the sex is different. Yep. You know what I mean? I've never experienced, I cannot say for sure, whatever it is, but you know, people have had somewhat of those conversations as well too. So yeah. I think, you know, as our, as our, as our listeners, like, honestly, you know, what, what would you guys, what do you guys think? You know, did you guys know that it was a cosmetic thing? Did you guys know that it was, you know, it wasn't really health necessarily, you know, to the body. And do you think that it plays a role in the health? Because from, you know, I haven't seen where that female, you know, mutilation, so they speak. And why Why is it female mutilation, but circumcision is a circumcision? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are we, you know, abusing a baby by doing that to the baby? Yeah, yeah. If there are no health benefits? Right. Do you all believe that there are health benefits to being circumcised versus not? Mm-hmm. Because for, for men and women, there are no health benefits, right. so to speak. Right. For a female, it's worse because you're cutting off the clit and that has 8,000 nerves in it. That, that's got to just be the most excruciating pain ever. Exactly. Whereas for a, a, a male, you're cutting off some foreskin. I'm yeah. not trying to downplay you no, know, that but the pain the is different. or a man is going through, not going through any pain, but... I mean, the difference it doesn't is have 8,000 nerves. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, so let us know, guys, what, what do you, you know, what do you really think? You know, I think we kind of gave you guys, we always try to play a little bit of the devil's advocate, you know, and I gave you guys a lot of um, factual stuff with, with the surgery. You know, I kind of gave you some of the research that what we were thinking about and, um, you know, I forgot to mention this as well, but there's three different types of surgery when they're doing the genital mutilation, because in some places they only remove a partial piece of it. Some people, yeah, some, um, another part is where they take the completely everything of it. And then I can't remember what the third process was, but, um, God, I mean, if they already took the full thing in the second part, I don't really know what happened on the third, you know right. what I mean? So it, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy, you know, because I have heard that they do the genital, uh, mutilation for women as like, um, as a punishment, you know, and right. I have heard in India, like, oh, the woman cheated, well. the wife cheated and she gets mutilated, right. Or she, or yeah. half or of it is gone. they want them to feel pleasure. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Let me tell you though. I am on team circumcision side. I do believe from 
what I've learned in school, what I've learned when I've done classes and stuff like that, I personally believe that there are health benefits to it to getting circumcised for males yeah. to be circumcised. Right. Personally, I believe that. My mom and I have had this argument. My mom is in the health industry as well, and we have had an argument about this. When I used to come home and tell her how, you know, I watched the doctor do circumcisions on babies <laughs> and stuff like that, you know, and we've had arguments, and she sticks to that there's no health reason, and I'm just like, yes, there is. So I'm team circumcision. I, I, if I, I were to have a boy, he gonna get it done. And I guess. Um... I, I, and I said this to Anna, I'm like, right now, everything just seems so crazy, but I'm like 99% sure when I have a son that I'll, I'll he'll be <laughs> circumcised. You know, you know what I'm saying? Because um, regardless of how we want to feel in society itself, I don't want my kid to go to school or grow up and then, you know, he's going to the bathroom and the person next to him is like, ew, what is that? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just like thinking as I'm like, can you imagine when he goes to pee pee and he's oh like have to pull God. back something and everyone's like, what the hell are you doing? So I, I agree with Anna. I admit that I'm going to follow society in the sense. Me too. I'll and call clip it what it. you will, but snip, snip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, my God. All right, guys, so to kind of wrap up our self-care episode for this week, I really wanted to touch on how how to say no and not feel guilty, right? And I think it's such a Ooh. it's such a big issue that I especially I think now in quarantine and especially where everybody's kind of um, evolving and things like that, you know, you have a part of your body that wants to tell people no, and it could be to the simplest things. And, you know, we have to start normalizing the fact that saying no is, is, is a personal decision and it's, it's, it's an okay decision to make, you know, um, I was explaining to Anna, you know, why I kind of wanted to touch on this as well too, is, you know, my mom, uh, she's a nurse and she, my stepdad wanted to travel over, over the States to go and visit somebody in, in California. And, you know, she just, she's not a very social, social person like that. She likes her own routine. She likes her own things. Um, she's a little bit of a germaphobe being a nurse. So her wanting to not go to, to, to another state, especially during this time or any time near the future, you know, she kind of felt guilty because she's like, well, I don't want to tell them no, they're, you know, they're inviting us. And she's like, but my God, I don't, you know, like I have to think about myself. And she's like, and I just feel bad. And it's like, we should not feel bad, male or woman, to say no when it's for our self-preservation. Say it again, Nikki, for the people in the back that didn't hear you. I said, as male and female, you should not <laughs> feel bad saying no to self-preservation. Seriously, that that is really the key right there. Mm -hmm. It's hard. It's hard for a lot of us, especially when it's a family member, your yes. brother, your sister, yes. or a close friend, a best friend. Yeah. Hey, such and such. My friends be like, hey, Anna, let's go out. Yeah, it's Friday. I'm ready. 12 o'clock. I'm still in class. I'm ready to get the hell out. I'm like, yeah, we lit. No. By the time that afternoon comes... <laughs> My mind has changed. 
But I'm like, dang, I'm really tired, but I don't want to say no because I low key already said yes. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. I stopped doing that. Yeah. I really stopped. If I don't feel like going, I'm saying no. Yeah. And that's that. Exactly. And I think, and, and you know, to be honest with ourselves as well, too, is because I think sometimes we have this, this, this feeling within ourselves that's telling us, no, it's not necessary for you to go. And because we may have told somebody four or five hours ago, yes, I'm going to go with you. I mean, things change within 30 minutes. Things change minute by minute. You yep. get what I'm saying? And if we don't really allow ourselves to say things are going to change, Right. And this is also, I think, a time, especially, you know, now is that you're finding who your true, true friends are, your true relationships, your true cousins as well, too, family members, blood or not. You know what I'm saying? Because if I tell you, you know, at one o'clock, yeah, that sounds good. Everything sounds good. But by five, so much things have happened. And I tell you, look, right now, my better call me. Right? No, I'm just want to lay down. And if you have to have such like a a negative thing back to me, I'm never going to tell you yes ever again. Because yeah, you should right. be able to respect the fact that things happen, things change. You know, because also that comes with the guilt. Like you said, oh, I told my friends yes earlier. Man, if I tell them no, you know, we have to stop. You know, there's a difference between constantly flaking on somebody and then shit really, really happening. You know what I'm saying? And irregardless, even if people flake on you, I think we now as human beings really have to stop taking things so personal. You know yes. what I mean? Because that also will cause your stress when we're still talking about healthcare. That causes your un, un, unnecessary stress to you. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not saying to walk around and be so pessimistic and think nothing's going to work out, but don't, you know, I always used to live like by this quote that, you know, the more that you expect is the more that you become disappointed. You know, because you expect so many things. And if it doesn't happen, even if it's out of your control, you're immediately disappointed. And your mood wow. is just like shit. And That's you know, the word. You know what I'm saying? And you can't do that. You know, life is life. You know, especially now in, in this time of quarantine, it's, it's, it's more of... Now we have to make time to video chat with people. You know, now you have to make sure that, you know, you're in the mindset of wanting to sit down and like talk oh, to people. Man. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a completely new relationship. Mm -hmm. So it is. And, and because we are in a time and a space where we can't go out, mm -hmm. it's okay to say no. If you don't want to take a phone call, Yes. send a little text. Don't yes. ghost your friend or yes. your family member. Just send a simple text. Hey, can't talk right now i'll call you back or you know whatever whatever your reasoning is whatever it may be it's okay we're gonna have those people that are calling us every day mm -hmm. those friends that text us every day mm -hmm. and it's mm -hmm. okay like my mom says you take your friends with the good and the bad yes. but as your friend you should be able to communicate with your friend and be amen. like yo i don't really want to talk right now or, amen Yo, I love you, but can you text me every other day or something, <laughs> you know? But make sure you're saying it in a healthy, positive way. Because right. a lot of things can be misconstrued over text. Oh, 100%. If you don't call. And we have a bad habit of not calling people anymore on the phone. Yes. It's always just a text away. I, I am like that and I'm, I'm going to try my hardest to get better. But to be honest, I, I can't multitask when like... 
I'm on the phone and somebody's, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm right. trying to like cook dinner or I'm trying to put this together and then I have somebody talk. So I myself have to kind of remember, like, you know, learn to sometimes say yes. I think I've gotten so used to just saying no, 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 that there has to be a balance. So we're not telling you guys to say no to every little thing that's out there, you know, no, but like, that's Anna, also not healthy. Exactly. You know, and, and like Anna mentioned, you know, saying, you know, telling a family member, hey, you know, I can't talk at this moment. I'll call you later. Or, you know, hey, you know, don't mind if you just kind of text. I'm really kind of busy at the moment type of things. And having that family member respect the fact that, yeah, it's okay. You know, this person's busy. I'll text them or I'll call them later or things like that. You know, um, I mean, I taught my dad how to text because I just, I, I, I needed to be able to communicate, but, you know, he's not, he doesn't work a regular nine to five job. So he would want to call me at 10 in the morning and then he'd want to call me at four in the afternoon. And I'm like, daddy, I'm still working. You know, I can't speak to you right now. And he didn't know how to text. So, you know what I mean? It took away from the communication part of it, but, um, but you know, going back to just being able to say no, you know, if you, if you feel like you need to recharge yourself, if you feel like you need to be kind of in your own space, then telling somebody, no, I, I don't feel like I want to do this or no, I don't want to be around so-and-so that's your prerogative. And that's something that you can do. You know right. what I mean? And let, let, let me just add to that too, before we, we wrap it up here, it is okay to say no to your parents. Yes. It's okay. Yes. You yes. are an adult as uh, I'm hoping many of, of you all are adults, you know, um, but it, it's okay to say no to your parents. I know in our culture, in, in the Caribbean household, we grow up with a respect. No voice. Elders. No voice. You cannot say anything back to your parents mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. But there has to become a point where you should be able to speak up. Right. Right. You're an adult. Right. Your parents have raised you to, to their fullest, to the best of their ability. Mm-hmm. And now that's enough. Mm-hmm. You're my parent. You should be here for me as a safety net, if anything, as a shoulder for me to cry on, lean on, ask for advice. But the parenting is over. Right. Yes, right. I will always be your kid, but respect me as well. Right. Because sometimes our parents, and especially Caribbean parents, Overdo can cross it. boundaries. They cr- you're, you're, you're a thousand, a thousand, a thousand head on. And I'm glad that you brought it up as well, too, you know, because, um, I mean, I've had, I don't know, I and so I've had some of my friends who were, um, you know, uh, second generation Jamaicans, right? And and um, they were like, oh, I can't tell her no, or, you know, I don't know what to say. And let me just say this for anybody who has kids right now who are raising their children, you, you making it so difficult for your kids to even have a voice or to be able to say no to you, you're then creating somebody who's going to run out and lie to you and, you know, sneak out of the house constantly because yes. you don't want to hear anything that they have to say. And everything has to be done your way or the highway in a situation. And you can't necessarily build a good rapport with your kid or your parent if you're not able to be 100% truthful. You know what right. I'm saying? I'm right. very open with both my my mother and my father. And I think that just came with the sense that um, I, I'm very independent. And, you know, unless I'm in dire need, then yes, I can go to my parents and ask them, of course, advice. And they're my parents. But I think with being able to say no to your parents is also being able to stand on your own. You know what I'm saying? And not um, make them feel like, oh, I still have to raise you because 
You know what I'm saying? You're 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 not taking what you need. And our Caribbean parents really do use that to their advantage sometimes, especially like my grandparents and things like that, because you know, they'll say, Oh, well, last week you come to me and asked me for Ray Ray, and no, no, you don't want to hear my voice again. And it's like, oh my God, like yes, I asked for advice. Yeah, like let me say no. I can say no. You know what I mean? And I think another part, um, a big part of saying no to your parents in this context. And I even teach my students this as well. Pick your own career, pick your Uh, own school, pick what you want to do. Because if we were to really and truly follow everything that our Caribbean parents said, every single Caribbean child would be a doctor, a lawyer, um, a physician, A a nurse, that's it. They don't see any other jobs. Even to this day, you know, I, I, I make the joke all the time, but you know, even my great grandmother called my mom yesterday and said, Lord, why Nikki have to do that, that career? Why she have to choose that? That something is so hard. This is like my fourth year teaching. This is where, this is what I'm doing. But in wow. her mind, she's like, why she can't become a nurse? Why she don't go and become Not a lawyer? Enough. It's you get what I'm saying. And then that's what exactly what you said. Then we have these us now growing up that we don't feel adequate because we're not doing what they told us to do. You can be be the most successful person in the entire world in your own career, right? We're in a social media platform, right? Um, There's so many other jobs that there's available, right? Technology and marketing has really become a huge industry that needs to be filled. But you have so many smart children that are are from the islands or even first or second generation here in, in America that are scared to go to school for that thing because their parents tell them, I'm not paying for it. I'm not going to take you to the school. And you're scared of it. Okay, mom, you don't want to do it. I'll figure it out. Peace out. I will scholarship myself. I will loan my ass. Whatever I need to do, I'll sign what I need to get mine. Right, right. You know? So say no. (laughs) Let us know your techniques for for saying no to your Caribbean parents or parents in general who you are. You know, you feel like the way you were brought up is, you know, respect your elders or... You can't really say anything to your parents that's that's going to go against them. What do you do? How do you handle that situation? Right. And then, you know, that quote growing up in, 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 in our household was, you know, you're to be seen and not heard. And mm-hmm. we really grew up with that. You know what I'm saying? And then what happens is when you get older and older and you don't exercise the word no and you don't try to, when I say, when we say challenge our parents, you know, Kareem was kind of in the background, but he said, you know, at what age can you start telling your parents? No, you know? And I think that that's a good good one. It it is a good question. Right. So what do you guys think? I think for me, um, I'm going to sound like my mom when I say this, but, um, I think by the time that you can fend for yourself is when you can say no. And I would say like, exactly like what my mom would say too, 18. Right. You know, when at 18 years old, you are an adult right. legally by right. the U.S. You are an adult at that point, mm-hmm. and you can make your own decisions at that time. Yes. If you are under the age of 18 and you're still in my house and you're still yamming my food yep. and you're still wiping your ass in my house and doing your laundry and shit, yeah, you hush your mouth and you follow my rules. Exactly. And I think that that goes with it as well, too. You know, as parents, you know, to flip the other side before we end on this on this topic is, you know, 
parents, you all, you guys as well need to learn to say no to your kids. You know, it's, it's not just, you know, yes. Anna and I, you guys know that we're, we're teachers, but, um, it's okay to say no. Sometimes I see some parents that come into the school and they're scared to tell their kid no, because they're scared. They're not going to be their friend anymore. Let me tell you something. My mother used to tell me from when I was a child, I mean, from before I could really run or go anywhere, you and I are not the same size, right? <laughs> you get what I'm saying? I think, I think that was a common theme. You and I are not the same size or the other thing is you and I are not friends. You think I'm going to make a friend? That's what my mom said. I look like your friend? Yeah. Yes. I am your mother. I am not your friend. And people are afraid to say that now, Anna. Yeah. People are afraid. Because their kids will run over them. But, But like my mom told me, my grandmother told her, when you have kids, you mm-hmm. need to sit on them mm-hmm. from early. Because mm-hmm. so if you know. don't sit on them, not literally people figuratively, <laughs> if you don't sit on them from time, yeah, you will see yeah. what's going to happen. Exactly. And that's what happens with a lot of these parents. Oh, cuckoo, caca, my little yeah. baby is my best friend. No, that is your child. Yes. You need to set the boundaries yes. from the jump. Mm-hmm. And then you will have a nice, polite little child that does what they're told, mm-hmm. and that's it. I'm that's sorry, it. but you gotta put a little fear into it. You sprinkle have to a little, sprinkle a little fear in there. Just a, just a dash, just a little sprinkle. The rest should just be the rest is respect and a little bit of fear. You know what I mean? You, you, I mean, it, I can tell you right now. It, anybody who knows me, I, I'm 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 not a small person, right? And um, my mom is like five foot one. Um, maybe 125, maybe 130 pounds. I'm still scared of her. <laughs> like, I want people to really understand, like, I'm a good five, six, I'm, I'm not I will not, I'm still scared of my mom too. You know what I'm saying? Like, my mom, my mom, okay, we've been moving, right? I know we're digressing, but we've been moving. So my mom's been here, Anna knows my mom's been here. She's been helping us move and stuff like that. And I mean, my mom, has a little bit of a short, um, a short, uh, patience. Right. So she was putting up the mirror the other day and we couldn't get the angle right. And she's just like, I can't do this damn thing anymore because, and I was like, mom, um, I will help you if you want, you want me to, you know, like, I'm like, and she's, listen, my mother's standing on like a, a step stool because she's that short. And I'm still like sitting on the couch, like, well, mom, do you want me to, you know? So it's yeah. the respect and the fear that you have, yes, for your parents. You understand what I'm saying? But can, am I able to say no, you know, if she comes in? Yes, my mom wanted us to like paint every wall black. She want, And I was like, no, we cannot do that, no. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah. so to be able to still say no, you know, to kind of go back to where we were coming from, but to be able to say no, um, you need to, you know, but being independent, like Anna and I said, or being 18, where you're going to be tried for the adult stuff. And of course, everything like that definitely works out, you know? So let us know how you guys say no, how you guys deal with everything in that sense. You know what I mean? Yes. Let us know. Our email is culturedviews at gmail.com. You can send questions, comments, concerns. Let us know what you guys think. 